All right, here we go then. Hello, Mick right. Gegas. Oh, oh, here he is. It's Jeff. Jeff's just turning up now. Oh, he's on board. There you go. He's a bit. Oh. Down, down. Point it down, Jeff. Point it down, Jeff. There he is. There you oh, go. Hey, yeah, we do no email for it, but I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> it took me. To, it took, I've been looking for it for about ten minutes. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> you got it now, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm good. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm logged in. All right, then, guys. So, welcome to Just Chopping Podcast. Uh, you are the Cockney Rejects, the original yep. members of the Cockney Rejects. I must add. Yeah. And uh, this is my co-host, David. In. And that's very nice to meet you. Yeah, very nice, nice to meet you. Both you. So we'll start off by a little bit of your uh, backstory, I suppose. I mean, you were formed in 1977, I believe. No, it was like 79. Yeah, 79. It was a bit outside yeah. because back in the, in the east end of London, we didn't really have the punk wave broke in West London with a clash of the pistols. Yeah. And uh, it was the east end was a bit of a back. For, for punk and we only had one venue the bridge house in canning town so it started then it was a punk movement there in 76 77 but sort of we come along in early 79 and uh basically that was the start of what we gary bushel later termed the east end punk revival and it sort of started from there ah uh, right okay because i thought you had a i mean you brought out your debut single single uh flares and slippers that's right. Yeah, that came out in July 1979, I believe. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Because then, yeah, because all my information's a bit wrong then, because then I've got, uh, you released it in, I think it was a sold-out single, and then you changed your lineup. Yeah, well, basically, it, that was a tryout lineup. I mean, we had uh, the original singer, who's me, Jeff, and we had a friend on drums and a brother-in-law at the time. Uh, who's no longer our brother-in-law uh, on bass, but he couldn't really play, so we recruited our mate uh, Vinnie Reardon to play bass after that, and that became the nucleus of the band for, you know, all the, the albums, the EMI albums that followed. Uh, yeah, the we, first yeah. line-up with uh, Paul Harvey and Chrissy Murrell on the rhythm section, me and Mick for Flares and Slippers, only ever played one show. Oh, I believe right. that was in about June 1979 at the Bridge House, then... Uh, yep. That, that they went and then a brand new uh, bass player lined up. We, we didn't really have um, a, a permanent drummer at the time. We had a fellow called Andy Scott who was kind of took the job when he weren't playing with his other band. Like, ah, okay. Now that makes a bit more sense then. And we sort of yeah. carried on years with just like me, Jeff and Vince with a and other, you know, whoever drummer coming, but we never really gelled with one drummer. Until ah, right, the, okay. The last few years, really. Yeah, yeah. So then you signed to EMI then? Yeah, that was a big one, yeah. Uh, yeah, we signed to EMI after we'd only ever played, I think it was four shows. Yeah. Less than Sex Pistols had. We signed to EMI, I think it was end of September, uh, October 1979, for a four-album deal. And lots okay. of money, which we never see. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see any of it? Yeah, no, nah, we never see any of it. Like, uh, big advantage, the manager swallowed all that up. But, ah, I uh, see. You know, we had enough to get by on. I think we was put on a retainer of £25 a week, which probably yeah. be worth about 170 quid, 200 quid a week nowadays, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. 
when, when I was 15, I was at school at the time. I was like, it was fucking fortune for me. <laughs> ah, right, because we were trying to work out how old you guys must have been, weren't we, earlier, Dave? Mm. And, yeah, uh, I, I was 15 when I signed to EMI. I was 15. Mick, well, would have only, Mick, well, Mick would have only been 18, you know? Yeah, so yeah. We, we was easy prey for the... Yeah, like, yeah, you know just I mean? kids. Like, yeah, then you were just kids off. and... <laughs> it's funny, Those really. Kids, yeah, that, I think EMI always lamented losing, you know, where the pistols imploded and all the rest of it, and they lost them, and they still thought that there was sort of money to be made in that punk bracket, so they were scouring to find a, a punk band a rival, say, maybe uh, Sham 69 at the time, it was with Polydor, and uh, luckily, grass in a way, they settled on us, you know, uh, after sort of uh, Jimmy Percy intervened. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah they, it was just sort of done in a flash. They, they wanted it, and apparently we got signed for uh, a lot of money, and as Jeff just said, we we never really saw any of it. So we were just I happy. Think the accumulative deal, uh, the first album was 25 grand, and then it went up five grand per album. So we done four grams with him, uh, uh, four albums with him. Uh, so I think the accumulative lot would have been about 140 grand from 1979 to 1981, which was a lot of money then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, like, you know, but hey, he's a... Who cares about that now? You know what I mean? It's been and gone. If I'd seen all that, I probably wouldn't have been here now. I would have probably sniffed a lot of it up my bugle. <laughs> like. Yeah. So really, you were the Cockney rejects slash exploited. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, we're still here to live to tell, you know? Like. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's fucking weird, isn't it? You know? But I, I think a lot of these record deals, I mean, like you said, with your management and you know, especially with that fucking Malcolm McLaren floating about. Look what he did to the pistols, you know. Oh, God, yeah. Well, we ended up with a manager who, get this, not, we we ended up with, we didn't have no say in this. We just drifted into his orbit, this this jabbly up creature. And he basically had Sham 69, get this Lulu. Right? Um, who else did he have? Um, in the he summer? Had the uh, upstarts, yeah, he started oh, yeah. out as Lulu's manager. Then he jumped into punk rock because he knew there was a few quid in it at that time. And after us, I think he discovered Boy George, who were a culture yeah, club. Culture so you got, you got three totally different, like, you know, kind of acts. But how we ended up with him, God knows, you know? Yeah. yeah. Suffice to say, we fucking hated him and he hated us, but we were still making him money. So, you know. Yeah, well, he, yeah he's making you money. Uh, oh, you're making him money, but. Uh, yeah, made him money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking hell, way. Plenty of it. So how did that album do you? I mean, why did you call it Greatest Hits Volume 1? Well, I just thought, like, you know, everyone else tries to think of a deeply profound album title or an overly street title for their album, and I just thought, well, fuck it. You know, I mean, you see all these Greatest Hits albums in the bargain basement in, you know, Woolworths uh, or whatever at the time, and then I just thought it was a funny title. <laughs> Nothing more than that, really. <laughs> it wasn't over thought or anything. It's just one of them things. Seemed like a good idea at the time, like everything did then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, to be honest, 77, well, anything really in the 70s, early 80s, pretty much you could get away with anything, couldn't you? Anything. Oh, it was a great decade. It was a great decade, you know what I mean? Before all the, you know, everything became a chore and a rule and a must-do, like in this horrible place we live in now, you know, you could you could get away with murder and you could aspire to get, do something. You could see someone on top of the pops and think, I'm going to fucking do that, you know, and you had a 50% chance of making it happen. Yeah, and, yeah. 
Yeah. It, it, it was great because nowadays, the way it's gone with everything, with Wikipedia and the internet, everybody knows too fucking um, much. Everyone yeah. knows too much about everybody. There was a certain mystique then. You had two music programs. You, you probably had Top of the Pops on a Thursday night. And then on Monday or two, I forget what it was, which was on quite late if you was young, it was the old grey whistle test. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. And, but now right. it, it becomes saturated with the MTV age and this one and that one and that. And with the internet, anybody can plop on a thing, you know what I mean? And find out, you know, how many times you farted in a day. They could, they, they, they've they they got everything that they need. I mean, you've got people like Robert Plant and, and all these like whacking stuff on Twitter and all that. And you just think, well, stop it. You know what I mean? You don't need to do that. Leave, yeah, leave, yeah, like, everyone knows you fucking are there, anyway. Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, I mean, going back to them days, the, uh, can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. No. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing then? My phone's knackered and I had to have my phone, I had to have it on loudspeaker. Oh, right, okay. All right. Yeah. I need to stick it into a phone shop when I can stop wearing a mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You've got to wait. <laughs> Don't have to wear them in Holland anymore. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> Holland, they've stopped it, yeah. And Spain today, too, apparently, you ain't got to wear them outdoors. Yeah, is that right? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I, we're going back, to, we're going off, yeah. off track here a minute. Fucking masks and COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't we? Yeah. I can't remember. I was going to say, I was, oh, yeah, going back to like, like, like the 70s and the early 80s. I mean, the music industry was really difficult to get into, wasn't it? You know? Well, we didn't find it difficult because we had a load of black at the time. You know what I mean? We, had, um, yeah. we were very cocky. Um, we knew what he is to blow into, and um, we knew uh, sort of shake up if we needed to shake him up. And uh, really, it didn't seem that hard for us. Okay. You know, because we just. I believed. think one of the problems was yeah that, that, that we found it really easy. I mean, four gigs. We'd only began March to October. What about seven, eight months? Yeah. We'd been formed, and we were signed to the biggest record company in the world. Yeah. We'd only yeah. played yeah. four gigs, and that was a lot of black. Yeah. There's a lot of putting on people and believing in yourself. Uh, and plus, we've got to say, we, we had a very helpful man in Gary Bushell on yeah. our side, you know? And I've got to say, the other donut, Jimmy Percy at the time, he had a lot of blag. He was very influential, Jimmy Percy. Was. Like, in getting people in the door, you know? And he was selfless in them days, Jimmy, and all. Before he got selfish, he, he would sort of go out of the way. If he believed you had something, he'd go out of his way as well. Yeah, yeah, fair dues to the man. He did. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I think that was one of my first albums, my first punk albums I bought when I was a kid, you know, it was, uh, uh, fucking, what the fuck was it called? That was the truth. No, the other one. That's, That's life. life. That's Life, yeah, that was it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a bit of a, like, a story. Well, there's a funny album, little story behind that album, because if you listen, it's all narrated by friends yeah. of it. And Harry, as in Hurry Up Harry, going down the pub, was actually Vince. Really? Oh right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff then was was pretty bad, wasn't it? You know. Ah, oh, well, yeah, it was yeah. coming from Jimmy, who was trying to portray sort of in a London life when he came from like Ursham in Surrey, which is like in the stockbroker belt. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. All that crap about Cockney cowboys. I mean. If anyone had walked around our way in a pair of corduroys, like, you'd get your fucking... Lace-up boots, yeah. Yeah, you'd take a punch down your throat. <laughs> yeah. Especially from you, Pierre. I mean, you liked the fight, didn't you? Um, well, yeah, I mean, we, we liked did... the scrap. Yeah, yeah. back in the day, we loved it. There's <laughs> 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 no use hiding behind it. We did love a tear-up, yeah. Because you were both amateur boxers? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, were you any good? Jeff was very, very good. He boxed for his country twice. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Now, Mick uh, was better. But... Mick never lost a fight. He, he, he could have turned, turned over when he was 17. He could have gone pro. He used to, he used to knock them over. I, I, I lost quite a few uh, quite a few finals. I was a bridesmaid a lot of the time, but I had 39 fights and won 31. Oh, a lot of them was a lot of them was like championship levels anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was I fighting at some art academy. Like that. I turned it in Hang on, one at a time. I was fighting at some art level. So Jeff was fighting at a much higher level than me. So you know yeah. what I mean. That, that, <laughs> he won't tell you that, but that's the way it was. Yeah, when we weren't fighting in the ring, we were fighting each other. Yeah, that's always the way with brothers, man. That's always the way. But you, you say you fought for your country then, Jeff? What yeah, were you doing? for England, schoolboys in May, 19, uh, May 1977, England versus Wales in Bridgend, Glamorgan, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, oh, okay. England v Wales. Country. Yeah, I, I represented a few Essex and uh, London ABA. Yeah. A few different things, South East England and that. So, yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was all good. You know, it was great guys. come along. I, I, I wanted, I wanted to be in a band. You know. Yeah, yeah. So gone. Yeah. So you wanted to be instead of treading the streets doing your running, you wanted to be treading the boards with your, yeah. with your guitar. Yeah. And after about yeah. a year of being in a band, I thought, fuck this, I'd rather stick with a boxing. But it's so late. Damage. I've made the wrong choice here. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you're obviously then you're, you're West Ham fans. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know West Ham, West Ham pro and pro, I guess. Well, yeah, West Ham pro and pro. Mean, we pulled them all from the ground. Oh, was he? He's a goalkeeper yeah, yeah, for West Ham. Yeah, And our granddad played in goal for West Ham in nineteen twelve to nineteen fourteen. He made thirty odd appearances. So yeah, it was only one way. He was always going to be West Ham. It was in your blood. But uh, you know, we we did get a little bit carried away with that. To be honest, yeah. you know. And that proved uh, a lot of downfalls in a way, but when you wind it forward forty years, it's uh, it, it's been a great thing for us, you know. All yeah, around yeah. the world, we get like you know with the West Ham thing. But in in nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty, eighty one, you know, when it was very tribal, yeah. like, it caused a lot of caused a lot of aggravation. But yeah. it's all a learning curve, isn't it? Well, you can't regret anything. You can't go through no. life regretting. No, 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 for sure. Yeah, we was what we was. It weren't a pose, it weren't a posture. We were sort of football hooligans at the time, and, you know, and uh, we carried it over into the band mentality. And there was no shortage of uh, takers, which I totally understand going to places like Liverpool and Leeds and, you know, and Birmingham and all that. It, it, Jesus, we antagonised people and we know we did, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, it, it happened and you can't look back and it roasted. It, it happened and it was part of what made us. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, sure. You know, you're young and you're, you know, as I say, a lot of the, the bands, you know, like the Clash was very political and that, fair play to them. Sex Pistols, I mean, uh, my favourite punk band, but, you know, uh, Johnny Lydon, he, he was very clever. He was very well educated in a way, although he didn't go to good schools. Our idea of punk, we come from the football terraces and, uh, and that was it, you know? And that's what our songs were about, obviously, fighting and getting nicked and, and football, and that's it. You sing about what you do at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of a misnomer, really, because you seem, I mean, through some of your stuff, you seem really patriotic as well. Yeah, we've always been sort of working-class patriots, you know what I mean? Come very humble beginnings. There's seven kids in our family. 
you know, her father was a docker, her mum was an housewife, you know what I mean? We lived in a very rough part of the East End. Uh, and we lived in all, all of us in a little house together, a lot, a lot like many families at the time. And yeah, we was proud of our background and proud of our nation, you know, and yeah. you know, without sort of jingoism or over 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 the top this because you didn't have to do any of that then, you know. We yeah, always of course, resented, yeah. we always resented uh, uh, extremists on either side. You know, we was always straight down the middle. Uh, a bully is a bully, whether he's a left-wing bully or a right-wing bully, and we just didn't want to have any part of any of it. it yeah, we had no, we had no, tr if any of them, if any, well, of, if any of them put upon us or tried to get involved, then they was dealt with. Yeah. And put in their place, you know? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, you sort of like got on the wrong side of the media, really. You know, because yeah, a lot, well, a lot really of them were saying that. that you were like far right or, you uh -oh. know, Fascists or Nazi fucking. Uh, well, what, gotta... what they never understood is at the time, Sham sixty nine had a, had a this terrible sort of following of uh, right wingers and British movement people. And after Sham Jimmy hung up his, he couldn't take it no more. He hung up his mic. They tried to come round us, and uh, we beat them within an inch of their lives, and they never come round us again. You know, so that's how we tolerated. Uh, that's how we handled extremists from both ends of the divide. We we hated it. We was never right wing. We was never left wing. We were football boys. That's yeah, from yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely crazy. That what used to get me with that notion. Our old man enlisted in 1939 and he fought six years in the war. Going through mm. the glass house. He, 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 he was in France. Mm. He fought uh, like, you know what I mean? Like liberating France. He was in the desert as well. He, he fought... He fought against the most evil faction of right wing. What is this all about? I mean, yeah. our granddad fought in the First World War yeah. against the Bosch. So it's, uh, I, I don't know, but, you know, it, I, I think it's a lot to do with the music. A lot of them fought at that time, especially with New Musical Express. It was all into this, like, you know, raincoat, you know, really, really avant-garde left wing art school stuff. You know, which yeah. fair enough, that was their thing. And anything that was different, if it was like sham, the rejects, football chants and all that, but somehow they wanted to bracket you as right wing. It's madness. It's I'm ready to label you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the trouble, isn't it? I mean, because I listened to a couple of your songs over again today, and I mean, the power and the glory in your country needs you. I mean, the titles can be can be taken out of context, you know? But I've listened to them really closely today and, and they seem more like anti-war songs than anything else. They are. The Power and the Glory is very much an anti-war song and so is Your Country Nature. It's yeah, Your Country Nature. Definitely. You know, of young fellas, you know what I mean, coming out for what was us to fight a needless war thousands of miles away from home, coming back in body bags and coming yeah. back severely disabled and handicapped. All for what? You well, know? Thanks uh, uh, the lies from Tony Blair. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah, what I mean, they was. That, that, that was our dig up thingies, you know. We know a lot of people in the forces. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my son's in the Royal Navy, you know, doing his bit for country, and he's out in the Gulf at the moment. And you see these warships getting shot by the Russians and all that, all them games, it makes you worry. I wish you'd come out of there, you know, yeah, but I yeah. can't tell him what to do with his life, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, it is what everybody does. But that, yeah, they're definitely anti war songs. War's no good for anybody. No, no, but I'm, you know, but my point is with the titles, you know. Yeah, of course. The skinheads yeah, I, I, are, I, I, the skinheads are reading it, and they're not really listening to the words. Yeah, definitely. You know, they're like, oh, no, I understand completely what you're saying. 
Mm. And the funny thing is, with, with regarding that, as I mean, as influences go, sort of the whole band was influenced by rock music. You know what I mean? What we used to listen to, it was if it weren't the Stones or Black Sabbath or early Queen or Zepp and all that, and there was a smattering of punk bands in there, like only the Pistols and the Clash, really. And the first time I ever heard the Pistols in 76, I just went to me, mate, I said, you know, that's a great rock song, but it's got a funny voice to it. I like it, you know? Yeah. And that's all it was to me. They're all just rock songs. And, you know, they, they, so really to pigeonhole it one way or another, it's, it's all 4-4 four, four rock. It's all, you know. Yeah, it's all, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, that's cool, man. And, and, and yeah, I mean, like you said, and then obviously with the eye movement as well, you know. Well, that wasn't really our doing. I mean, with all due respect, and he's a good friend. That was Gary's brainwave, the oi thing. We never subscribed to be uh, the the leaders of any movement or or anything like that. We found it slightly funny, and the oi title itself was sort of a bit embarrassing. You know what I mean? We we just see ourselves as a rock and roll band, and that, and we still do. Yeah, yeah, movement, movement didn't really get it, you know. But yeah, I don't really get the eye movement either, to be honest. No, it I mean, I know a lot of people. I don't yeah. get it. Quickly got pigeonholed, as these things do. Uh, but we always saw ourselves as being on the outside of it, you know, just just a a, a, a rock and roll band, and that's all we've ever claimed to be in the mould of ACDC or something, you know, great <laughs> bands like that, as you see there. Yeah, because how that come about? I mean, that that was mad. We played a gig in about March 1980 at a, a place in Leeds, and there was a review in the uh, in one of the music papers, and it really really slagged us off. And it said the only three song, the only three words I could muster between songs was "oi oi oi," and we found that funny. So in regard to getting slagged up, we wrote a song called "oi oi oi," like because <laughs> they said the only words I could say in between the song. All of a sudden, this fucking movement. <laughs> like eight months later or something, and I thought, you know, that, it, it, nothing like that. We wrote that song with no idea that people would, would never know. And all of a sudden, you got everybody on the bandwagon. Oh, oi, this and oi, that. And yeah, there's this oi band, there's that oi band, there's someone else making out there an oi band, you know what I mean? And we just so, stood on the sidelines, really looked at them and thought, well, if that's what you want, get on with it. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. Oh, I thought ACDC did the OI thing first. In, is it TNT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, so oh, they're an OI band. Oh, yeah. The original OI band, ACDC. The original OI band in ACDC. That's yeah, it. it must be. <laughs> Bless them. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is, isn't it? I mean, going back, you know, in the day, oh, he was as like, oh, he come over here, you know, or fucking... Uh, exactly, yeah. You know, and then some kind of makes it into it, a movement. That's to me. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, and then then obviously later on you've got all these American fucking fascists picking it up, oh, you know, and then it all goes out the fucking window. It's not about the music anymore. Out the window because they will, they will always misconstrue it. I mean, Gary, if Gary thought when he coined that 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 was ever going to happen, because he would he would be aghast. He would he, he would never have done. Yeah, it. he was just having a laugh. He was yeah. just having a bit of light-hearted. It was like, what did he say? Sid, Sid James meets Che Guevara. It was a bit of fun it was meant to be, and people was usually take it all too fucking seriously. Well, that's 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 exactly what's going on now, and it was social media and fucking, like you said, Terrible. Twitter Terrible. and, you know. Oh, yeah. It's all, it's it's all toilet fucking trash, really. It is, it is trash. <laughs> Better to keep yourself to yourself, and, you know, I, I can't stand all that bearing your soul on social media. I can't be doing with it. I don't believe in it. Yeah, we. I mean, we had a conversation uh, yesterday with David and myself and uh, 
another guest or Wednesday or whatever, you know, in, in, a, in a way it can be good, but in a way it can also be really bad, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, like you said, if it wasn't for the good part, then we wouldn't be talking to you guys. Yeah, that's course. true. Yeah, that's, yeah, you know? yeah. He's got his merits, definitely, you know? Like everything, he's definitely got his bad side of it, you know? Yeah, like, and then you've got... You know, this... for bands and that and things to be able to do podcasts like this and all that, mm. it, it, it's a fantastic thing. But when you get bogged down, like, you know what I mean, all the politics and snidiness on there, that, that's just, oh, not for me. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, you know, all cancel culture and fucking... Oh, yeah. You're well, not right. allowed to say yeah. this and you're not allowed to say that. What's happened to free speech? I mean, the platforms are made for free speech. Well, the most of these... Most yeah. of these people who are, are making these claims and doing the, this cancel culture and, you know, you can't say this, you can't do that. Like, you've got to fight them on the beaches and all that. They've never had a fight in their lives. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll quiver behind their keyboard, these student types and all the rest of it. And as I've always said, what have they done in a fight against, you know, injustice? Like press post on their smartphones. They've never yeah. actually gone and, you know, chinned someone for their beliefs, have they? I mean, yeah. you know, we stood up for free speech a long time ago, but we preferred the doorstep challenge. <laughs> you know, that's the way it was. <laughs> well, that's the way it was. I mean, I mean, you guys are probably not that much older than me, to be honest. Well, and I'm I, sixty. How old are you? I'm sixty. Yeah, I'm fifty-five. So, yeah, there you go. So yeah, so we're I'm roughly 57. Yeah, so we're roughly around the same area, right, yeah. same generation, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's the way things were done in the day, wasn't it? I mean, absolutely. You know, yeah. in the in the seventies, early eighties. You didn't yeah. like it, you had a fight about it, and then you had a fucking pint about it after. Cool, you did. did. Yeah. Shook hands, that's it. You shook you hands know? and had a pint after, and that's exactly the way it should be. That's right. Yeah, and now you've got all these knobheads running around with knives and fucking... Oh, God. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's got out of control, all that. It, it really fucking has, you know what I mean? All, all this bullshit, like, you know, people, like, stabbing up each other and uh, and this and that, and... Uh, it, it, the, Honest, the world ain't a great place, is it, at the moment, you know? No. When you think of all that. But, you know, it's uh I'm glad I'm glad that we was brought up when we was, you know, and that we're not kids coming into the world now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like it's not a nice place. No. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, um, things are things can be way too soft as well on the on the other hand, you know. We've got a story going on over here at the moment. I mean, in 2019, a young 18-year-old girl was shot in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, here in Holland, her boyfriend was like some Turkish guy or whatever, and she was Turkish or whatever. But they broke up, and she, and this guy started stalking her for a few months. And then yeah. he went and bought a gun, and he drove to the school. He went in the school and shot her in the head three times. Right? Wow. Yeah. So he's gone. He's done. He's gone bang to rights, you know. Yeah. Mm. And then they locked him up. They sent him. To, they took him to court, and they lock him up for fourteen years. And then he has to go in the manor in the madhouse, right? But now they've taken him back to court again because they said, well, 14 years is, isn't long enough. So now they're arguing over the point. Did he actually murder her? You know, was it premeditated murder? Or was he, like, slightly off his rocker? You know? Oh, yeah. God. But for him He's to go out and buy a fucking gun and go to the school that she's in and shoot her in the head three times, it's fucking murder, isn't it? It's murder. Of course it is. And it's the same with all the, the, like, these terrible terrorist atrocities and the government's... At the time, and, and this government, they'd start terming it a, a mental health problem and all that. It's yeah. premeditated, all of it, you know. Everyone should yeah. be under the same rules and regulations and judgments, you know what I mean? There shouldn't be sort of, uh, oh, you've got a mitigating circumstance. If it's premeditated, it's premeditated. Simply exactly. Yeah, he's, away forever. He knew exactly more, what he was doing. 
Exactly. You'll get much more premeditated than going out, buying a gun, a load of ammo and fucking <laughs> driving to the school and shooting her in school, you know? That's a terrible way. You're fucking off, you're fucking off your head. Yeah, you know, and then... You should uh, be fucking shot. <laughs> oh. Well, that's what I said to my girlfriend. You should just yeah, string him up. Right. You know, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know if it was my daughter who'd done it, though, I'd be waiting for him without a doubt. Yeah, yeah me but, too, to be honest. Yes. I, would, I would as well. So anyway... <laughs> <laughs> we sort of went <laughs> off a bit there, mate. It's Laura Long. <laughs> <a> rent's a rent. <laughs> yeah, we like a rant on this show, don't we, Dave? Yeah, yeah, we do, yeah. I got a rabbit. Yeah, so you, you guys played on Top of the Pops as well then, after yes. uh, West Ham won the FA Cup. Yes, Dave. Yeah, we first did Top of the Pops just before that with our first chart record was the greatest company ripoff and then obviously West Ham were in the cup final so we got bubbles out yeah so we we went back there for our third and final time yeah that was it we got banned after that <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah it was a great day out. brilliant fantastic yeah. day and we we we, uh, uh, we ruffled a few feathers that day like I gotta say we was in the bar at 10 o'clock and then we just got drunker and drunker, and then there's a few altercations with different people, and then like that, that keep refilming it. And uh, there was a few Arsenal fellas in the crowd who we took exception to at top of the pops. <laughs> and uh, I think the obligatory dressing room got smashed, and the, this and that. Someone uh, out of a mod band, the Lambrettas, their manager got chinned because he was saucy to us. And this and that, but we're young kids, you know what I mean? In the yeah. end, we've done all our money in the bar and we had to bunk the train home. Like, you didn't have to pay for your bar, and they'd be yeah, pay for the bar. No, there's BBC, famous, yeah, well, there's did a famous post top of the pops of performance because we came out of the last one and we literally was skint, so we had to bunk the train home as if we was walking down to uh, Wood, Wood Lane tube station. Sammy Agar went past us in his big red Corvette, you know what I mean? And I remember saying to Jeff, like. Fucking hell, what went wrong? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're jumping over the barrier back at, back in East London, you know what I mean? With some poor old West Indian tickets better going, come here, you bastards! Like, <laughs> rock and roll style, mate. Fuck yeah, it was great, mate. Yeah, it was brilliant. I was proud to get proud to be told not to come back to that shower of shit. Because <laughs> when you see it as a kid, you think, oh, this is great. You know, you see Slade performing on there and all that, you know, sweet up. All your heroes and actually going there was a was a proper letdown. It, it was all it about. There was real like you know what I mean, Nazi staff. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like you know, like, you can't no. do this. Can't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like Matt Hancock and his gang really telling you what you've got to do and what you can't. Yeah. You know, and it was a uh, ah, fuck this. We ain't having this. We ain't having that. And uh, you know, then they stick you in a makeup room. Oh fucking mate, I had a few zits on my face. I was 15, 16. Well, I'm make up. Oh, you've got to have it. No, I ain't having that, mate. And then their bubble machine. They had a fucking bubble machine. You know what I mean? It was pony. It was terrible. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're just telling you basically what you should do and what you shouldn't do. I and, think uh, we got all the 30 seconds. By the time they taped it, we were so fucking out of the game. Like, I mean, the Vince actually collapsed on stage and that's in the performance. He had thing. about 15 pints of Guinness. Yeah. And oh, then good. someone, I don't know, had a, 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 I didn't even know what it was at the time, a bag of Sensi. Oh, right, right, yeah. The really strong grass. And like uh, uh, someone said, have a go on that. Like, I never had a go on it. I didn't even smoke then. Like, and I had that, and it was just, oh, like, you know, 
chaos <laughs> kill destruction. Like, you know, with me few lager tops as well. You know, it was brilliant. I had a bunk school to go there as well. Great day out. Brilliant. I just went in and thought, I can get up with so much mischief here. It's unbelievable. Mr. Thomas, your maths teacher. There he is, there. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, supposed to be it. in school. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much it, believe you me. It was pretty much how it went. Yeah, Michael Gove wouldn't have liked that these days, would he? Yeah, no. <laughs> the old man oh, and no. the old woman like a couple of grand for that. Yeah, you <laughs> can't take your kids out of school for anything nowadays. That's fucking ridiculous, that is. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's another moot point. I mean, you know, why didn't they ever step in to stop these greedy holiday companies in the six weeks holiday in the Easter breaks, jacking the price of family holidays threefold, you know, it's terrible. Yeah, greedy, yeah. greedy people. I mean, yeah. You <laughs> take it out of school for a couple of weeks. You don't learn nothing in there anyway. No, that's true. I mean, mm. you know, it's, it's a very, uh, what's the right word? Antiquated institution, I think, school is, yeah, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, you yeah. want to learn, read a book. Jesus. You know, read a book. If you want to learn to play the guitar, learn to play the guitar. If you want to be a fucking singer, be a singer. Exactly. You know, yeah. you'll get there in the end if you're determined enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but David's quite an academic, so we <laughs> shouldn't go into that too much. <laughs> I just used it as a, it was always a, a way to open another door. That was the reason why I did it, you know what I mean? Yeah. To get to where I wanted to get it. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that. You made a success of it. I, I mean, we just couldn't hack it at school <laughs> in any way. It just worked for us. Yeah, I mean, I was always shit in school. I left school and went went to work in a steel factory at 16, you know. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's the way it used to be, yeah. I come yeah. out, I ended up the painter and decorator for the local council for a bit. You know what I mean? I got chucked out. Yeah, we had, we had the big sugar factory, Tate and Logs in Silvertown. And out, out of school, you either signed on the dole or they went to work in the sugar factory. It, it was, you know, that, that, that were your choices, basically. But I, yeah. I was lucky enough to sign a contract with EMI, well, unlucky enough, when I was in the fifth form at school, when I was 15. Mm. So yeah, when I thought school didn't want me there anyway. No, so, there was, there's, a, there's a phrase we used at one of the, one of the first big interviews with different sounds that I coined, and it said there's only three ways out of the East End. There's football, boxing and rock and roll. And years later, Alan Parker made a film called The Commitments, yeah. and he stole that line. He stole that line. It was only three ways out of Dublin, football, boxing and rock and roll. I thought, you cheeky bastard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that? We started yeah. that years before. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah, well, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I mean, you could have sued him for the line, but yeah, then you're oh, just as bad as every fucker yeah. else. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure we could have sued a lot of people over the years, but unfortunately, you know, yeah, they've got more money than we've got, so it's not yeah. worth going there. Like I say, we've never done spilt milk anyway. You know what's done's done, and it was a hell of a ride anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it's been a great ride. You know what I mean? There's always pitfalls and this and that. But if you laid in your bed and night kept thinking about, oh, I should have had this, I should have had that, then you fucking you don't live. Yeah, so, no, we, no, we've no. been lucky. We've been lucky once. No one said. A massive dependent drug habit or any of that, and we got through. We've been lucky enough to go all over the world, yeah, yeah and uh, and keep rocking on. And if, it, it, it's a great thing. We're, we're one of the lucky ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you're still yeah. going. And you got, you know, you're still going. You got plenty of gigs coming up this year as well. That's yeah, right, Dave. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, we've got a tour. Hopefully, we can 
go ahead with it. You know what I mean? Unless this yeah. panic bunch we got in now start panicking again because someone's got the sniffles. But um, yeah, we've got plenty lined up for next year, and we've got a new album coming out uh, uh, around Alton this year. So we're we're in good shape. Yeah. yeah, we're happy where we are. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you actually. I mean. Uh, looking at your notes, you played in Australia at the end of 2019. Yes, mm. yes. And that went really well or not? It was great. That and uh, New Zealand, it was like a long time coming there. And we got over there and the the, the people were fantastic. And brilliant. the tour was great. Yeah. It, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a bum note to be had. It was, it was a brilliant time all around. Yeah. All right, yeah, because I saw some stuff on your website today about your... Your new album that you've got coming out. I mean, have you have you got a title for it yet? Or no, we haven't yet. We're still in a negotiation about that. We're pulling names out of an app. We got a pretty good idea, but uh, we're really happy with it. There's 14 tracks on it, um, and I, I think it's probably the best thing we've ever done. You know, we did it with one producer in one studio for once, instead of doing a bit here and a bit there and a bit there. You know, yeah. And, yes. uh, we just did it, chipped away at it on weekends, and me and Jeff wrote during the week and. Uh, very happy with it, yeah, yeah, very happy with it. And it's like everything we do, it's a natural progression. We take it to the next level. Is that Stray Cats cover going to be on there, or yeah, that's on there, yeah, yeah, yeah. boys, yeah, runaway boys, yeah, yeah, I yeah. watched that video today, yeah, yeah, that's a great song. That was Jeff's idea to do that, and it paid off. Uh, we always like Stray Cats because they come to one of the very early rejects gigs back in okay. 1980, Electric Ballroom, when they first, I think, Chrysalis was it brought them over. And they come with their management, and as usual, there was a riot. Uh, yeah. Mainly instigated by us because there was a couple of young punks getting kicked around by some skinheads down at the front. So, us being our anti bully stance, we jumped in the audience and started, you know, piling into them. And the Stray Cats, uh, Brian and the Stray Cats, they went and hid under a table. <laughs> and the next day, they said to their management, man, we said a cockwood reject show. My God, it was like fucking gang warfare. It was great, you know. What I mean? So we've always <laughs> had a bit of affinity with them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And then uh, is your is your album going to be coming out just before your tour then or very likely, yeah. I think uh, we're looking at September. Uh, yeah, maybe se yeah, September, October. Yeah. hopefully to get it out. I mean, it's down to us, really. I mean, whether you release it now or you, you just wait nearer to if the gigs are going to happen, you know? Which, yeah. it, it, you know, we're all guessing, we're all pissing in the wind at the moment. Yeah, know? everyone. Yeah, 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 with this fucking COVID. Uh, yeah, 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 wondering, are we going to play? Ain't we going to play? Are they going to invent a new strain in October and say, oh, back on the bus, you know? Yeah. You, don't, you don't fucking know. Like, yeah, it's yeah, very hard yeah. to plan anything. It is. Very yeah, it is, yeah, because they're not alone any Welsh fans over for the football this weekend. So, uh, no. yes, that's you know, because of the Delta variant. So, uh, well, it's ridiculous. And then, at the, uh, yeah, and then at the same thing, you've got uh, the current crew letting in 2,000 dignitaries from FIFA, you know, who haven't got a quarantine or anything, you know, just because uh, I think one of the environment secretaries said, Oh, we've always had a, 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 a different opinion of important people. So all us plebs can just go fucking sit on our asses and sit indoors. And anyone who's considered by this government to be an important person can break every bloody law going. You know, it's, it's just, it truly is one law for them. It really is. Yeah, it is. It is. Jeff needs to plug yourself in. Run out of battery, I think. <laughs> no, I'm here, but someone text something. Oh, oh. I've been talking. I've tried to get rid of it, and I can't get back on screen. I'm here in spirit, 
trying to find me something. I'm a fucking That's text the bloke. Some cunt texting me fucking jokes when I'm doing this. And I've got oh. to fucking zap them out. And I've gone off the screen. Right. And my missus ain't here to bail me out because she does everything for me. So I'm just trying to find out how I get back onto it. <laughs> I don't know. I, what do you reckon, Dave? <laughs> this um, Normally, it's a, you just you just close it down. So it might be at the top of your screen and just give it a click to get back on, maybe. I think he's on his phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I yeah, yeah, that's what it does. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't do it on my phone. I got to do it on a computer. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we, I think we've gone through anything anyway, so we can let you go, Jeff, if you want. No, no, no. I, I, I'm determined to make a fist of it. Like, my wife, she's coming down the stairs. Ah, right, okay. She might be able to help me out. Fucking, oh, people fucking texting me jokes. I'll bet it's open. It? Push, babe. I hope to. Let's yeah. Wales are not losing, are they? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, there you go. yeah I'm back. back. Thanks, yeah. mate. Here he is. <laughs> I'll have a cup of tea as well. <laughs> yeah. And a bacon roll. <laughs> so you do, a, you do like a, a conversation thing as well, Jeff? Like a, like a stand-up conversation? Or a... Is it like yeah. a... Yeah, like I've got a few stand-up gigs, yes. Someone come up to me to do them. I'm not sure how they're going to go. Because uh, I ain't rehearsing nothing. Like, it's just a 40, 45 minute stand up telling the story about the band dead living and all that. Okay. Then people in the break, they can have a raffle and win a bottle of fucking baby sham, uh, get their chicken in a basket. And then um, after that, there's a question and answer session, which, uh, you know, obviously not rehearsed. So I think I've got about five of them uh, Newcastle, uh, Glasgow, Dundee. One in South End and one up near Liverpool. So okay. yeah, it was just something. Why nothing was happening, mm. and there was interest in doing it. I thought, yeah, I'll have a go. But uh, at, yeah. at the minute now, it's at the back of your mind. But I know a week before it, it happens or something because nothing's scripted or or rehearsed or nothing. So it's yeah. just uh, go up, suck it, and see. And I've just got to have a good memory chronologically to yeah. keep the stories coming. I mean, you know, I might go down like a lead balloon. I don't know. You know, you make look. I've done a few of them before. I've done a couple of boxing ones with Steve Bunch, okay. like, uh, and they was quite difficult because you you got a lot of old men there. You know, a lot of them punch drunk as well, ex fighters, and you can make a little quip that you think's funny, and they're just looking at your stony face and think, oh, "Fuck okay. this!" Right? You know, I mean, I'll let him speak. Like, yeah. and it's uh, it's just the way it goes. But yeah, it's something different, something new, a little bit of stand up, and uh, I'll just see how it goes. I'll see yeah. whether I get out of there alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be mainly about music. Then you're going to be talking, is it? Sorry, you're going to be talking mainly about the music, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll just be talking. I do forty-five minutes to an hour, like just stand up and bang off you go. Yeah. And then, as I say, after that, there'd be a question and answer session. There's a couple there got compares, I think. Right, okay. uh, 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 be helping. I don't know video clips, whatever. But it's like, yeah, back to the working men's club kind of thing, you know? The old mm. 70s stuff. Yeah, you should have plenty of good stories, shouldn't you? I've got loads of stories, yeah, yeah. I'll have loads. It's just getting them right. And it's how you put them over, how you present them, yeah. you know? Like when you're just you and that microphone on, and you've got people. They have obviously, they'll probably be hecklers. 
yeah. or something. But yeah, that's fair enough. You know, no one's got to kiss my ass. I'm big enough and ugly enough to have to take it. And if you put yourself in that situation, then you got to deal with it. That's it. Well, it's the same with the Ecklers, isn't it? If they're quick enough to see, then they got to like they got to like the response as well, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, I, I, I've got to be, I've got to be on my game. Cheers, babe. I've got to be sharp. But yeah. you know, it's just something because I didn't see any gigs happening this year or nothing. It's just a case I just wanted to clamber back on the stage, mm. you know, whether it was fucking, you know, doing magic tricks. You know what I mean? Juggling or whatever. So I just thought, oh, fuck it. I'll get someone off of me. And I thought, I'll have it. And it snowballed from there. Yeah. Only had one. Then a lot of people started wanting bookings. Mm. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Right. No, that's cool. That's really interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, audience. just to say, I hope I get out of there alive. You know? I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's make sure you take Mick with you. That's <laughs> the backup. <laughs> No, well, quite rightly, if I was Mick, I'd just say, you, you've dug your own hole, now fuck off and get on with it. <laughs> right. I'll be taking my missus with me, I'll hide behind her. <laughs> yeah, what would you say your most memorable gig was then? Oh, fuck off. I'll let Mick say that. I'll let him think of it. Well, I, I suppose, he, suppose he's got to be Upton Park 2016, the closing of the ground. Okay. You know, uh, that was because that was a massive thing for the three of us, massive. You know, yeah. been going over that ground since we were little boys, you know, such history. And uh, to be asked by the club, the fans, they did a poll with the fans and the fans wanted us. And to get up there and see that old girl out was uh, emotional, to say the least. That, that was the one. That, that all, no one could ever take that away from us. And that was really important. Yeah, okay. that, was, that was 2016. So uh, every gig has got great memories. And we've been lucky enough to go some great places, Japan, South America, Australia, the US, all of Europe. And uh, I just hope we can continue doing this for as, as long as my arthritis slets me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you'd be thinking of getting Yeah, that would go along with that. I mean, obviously, even though it was one song, but if you're talking about, you know, the full set of a gig, so I think it was 2018 or 17, uh, uh, Ockermine, the... Uh, to watch the Formula One track, yeah. like playing a festival there in front of 70,000 people. And we could get away. We had about, we was playing with Slayer and Bozo Yonkles and, you know, quite a few of the, uh, the metal bands. And it was great to play your trade in front of like 70,000 people. And we could get away with playing a few metal songs as well, which yeah. was really good. And we had a 40 minute slot on there. I think we was third or fourth on the bill. And uh, that, that was something else. That was brilliant, you know? We've always been able to hold our own with any of those bands. We've always prided ourselves on that as well. You yeah. know, there's more and that was a challenge. Always been more to this band yeah. You know? There's always been more to this band than just punk. Always was. Always yeah. Was. yeah. And fighting. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's in the past. We don't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of wheelchair fighting, something like that. You know? <laughs> Paralympic ball, wheelchair wrestling. Yeah, no, we can get up no more. Fuck that. Imagine trying to bump to jump up a fucking like a 24 hour stage now. You'd never walk again. Nah, I can't do it, man. <laughs> never fight again with it. Yeah, let, let the young boys carry on. Yeah, yeah, it's a young man's game. Let them get on with it. We'll That's just right, yeah. <laughs> All right, then, guys. Have you got anything, Dave? No, nothing for me apart from. Um, Obviously, with you guys being West Ham fans, they had a great season, didn't they? 
very good season. Yeah, they had a good season, but to be honest with you, we're, we're you know, um, they've got great support base, they've got third or fourth like ground, even though I hate the, the stadium, like you know, 60,000 people capacity. Mm. You yeah. know, we don't know that that's where they should be. Mm-hmm. They should be punching their weight at the top when the money the club generates and all that. But it's, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they did. They they had a good season, but it's. Uh, I'm very much like with football at the moment. You know, unless you've got the money, you have got Manchester Cities and all that looking to spend two hundred and fifty million pounds and all that. Yeah. I wish all them top teams had a fucked off and formed their own league. And then yeah, we could have yeah. had a proper league with the lower teams like it, us, it has Forest, been, Everton, Leeds, and all that. And it would have been. It has more become a game. It has become a game like it's been taken out of the hands of the working people. And you've got all these people who think football was invented in the 90s, literally, <laughs> littered in the stands. You know what I mean? And it is. You'll, you'll be. I've heard you be sitting over that new stadium and you'll get six fucking American lawyers sitting behind it discussing what they had at lunch at Claridge's. You know what I mean? And not even watching the game. And. Yeah, no, like they're all on their fucking yeah. phones anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I find that really annoying. There's, there's no, I mean, when the terraces went, basically, football, grassroots football went. Yeah, of course it did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the money's ruined it, hasn't it? Yeah, the money's killed it. Yeah. 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 For that while, uh, it was some of the best games you'll ever see. You know what I mean? It, it went back to sort of almost being grassroots football, and it was so much more enjoyable then. You know, until you get back up in the Premiership and you got all the the prancing pussies. You know what I mean? Arriving on the fucking floor up, getting yeah. sort of you know tapped on the ankle as yeah. you. Oh, I can't stand all that. I can't. Yeah, and all, <laughs> yeah, and all these stuck. experts on the West Ham pages, any page, all debating it and arguing with each other. I thought, fuck me. We used to meet up like six of us in the pub once a week, like if you had a midweek game or whatever, and you'd discuss it in there. Now you yeah. go, oh, mate, it, it, it's another thing that social media is hijacked, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and that's it. It's just like Everyone so football. much modern stuff is shite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to agree. I can't, I cannot agree. I can't disagree. It with is you, what it is. You, you know, you know it, mate. You know, you know, you feel it. <laughs> I know, like I said, I'm roughly the same age. So, I love this show. Can we come on next Saturday and complain? Maybe a week, please, Phil. Fucking great. It's great therapy. Maybe a week, please, miserable <laughs> bastard like me. Talking to a couple of Welsh Herbits. <laughs> I said to David, I said you planned this so we did, so we couldn't watch the fucking football. Yeah. Yeah, no, yes. I, yeah. Think, they'd done, I think they'd done me a favour anyway, because... Uh, <laughs> We're one nil down at the moment. So. Oh, you one nil down. I was trying to flick over, but yeah, one nil down. I In between I, that and the cricket. Yeah, but at least we we avoided the Germans anyway. So you've got Germany, haven't you? So, yeah, we got, yeah, it's yeah. like it's meant to happen, isn't it? England and Germany is every every in football event, you know, whether it's World Cup. It or is, it's always always meant to be. Yeah, yeah you always yeah. have to the name. So, but uh, Wales have done well anyway. You know what I mean? When you think how many people's in the nation, they've got no real established Premiership footballers or anything. No, but they right. have a go and they've, they've yeah. made it there. Yeah, that's you all know? you can ask, isn't it? Yeah. Done so proud, really. Yeah, that's right. It's the same with yeah. Scotland, wasn't it? You know, they, yeah. yeah, Scotland's yeah. final was when they played England. That, that yeah, was, yeah. They put everything into that game, Scotland, in fairness. And, you know, they did. They yeah. did. They deserve a draw. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. 
That's right. Yeah. That was definitely the Euro final, wasn't it? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and credit where it's due. They, they, they did well. Mm. Yeah, like England won't win it. And I'll be honest with you, I don't care. I, 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 I'm one of them. I've never really been about international football. It, to me, it, it's, it's West Ham. Mm, uh, and that was it. I mean, I used to say to my boys, when Frank Lampard and players like that, when they left West Ham and verbaled us, if he had to score the winning penalty in a World Cup final, I'd want him to fucking miss. I couldn't cheer anyone from another team. I couldn't. Yeah, Harry Kane right. or all them. Because I remember all the goals that stuck past us. And that's the way <laughs> that's I am. I don't want to see none of them do well. And even Declan Rice, I hope he has a nightmare. Because if he has a good tournament, he'll fuck off to Man City or somewhere. So, so you know what I mean? You know, I, I, just, I like to cover my own ground. You know? Yeah. That's just my way. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah, it's, like I said, it's all about the money, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, all about yeah. Out of the hands of the working people now. Yeah, I was I was watching the because um, I'm a massive rugby fan and I was watching the Lions yeah. a bit earlier. And it's how can I can I cheer you know how can I cheer on a Scott you know a yeah, Scott exactly. on the wing. Exactly. I just, just get that. I want to yeah. be passing it to the Welsh players all the time. I, I, I don't see I don't fun. see the point of the Lions. I haven't seen that for years. I've never seen the point of the Lions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even the no. three nations, you know what I mean? Let them slog it out. Yeah. You, know, this, you know, because you know. you've got the ultimate, you know, the rivalries in rugby when Wales play England and then Scotland. That's really, really heavy and it's really tribal. Yeah. Really, no disrespect. I, I don't get them coming together like for this common goal, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It, yeah, the Lions don't, not to me, I won't watch it, but if it's England, Wales, Wales, Scotland, I, I prefer to watch a rugby, even though I've never played it. And I'm not sure of the rules. I prefer to watch a rugby international than I would football. Yeah. I've got yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I'm yeah, about it. Yeah. Mm. I can't stand this football, I tell you. I was watching a game and I was texting David the other day. Oh, yeah. Winging oh. and moaning about them falling around and rolling. Yeah, around. Yeah, can't it's, it. not, it's not their fault. There's snipers in the stadium. We keep forgetting that. They keep <laughs> the apples, aren't they? <laughs> or it's stunt COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all of a sudden, they're on their back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you tap on the ankle, they fall over, they roll around, and as soon as they see the referee give a free kick, they're up and they're off. They're yeah, they're look on their face when they go over, they actually go over like they've been fucking shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> of agony, and I'll just look at it and think, I'll oh, bring back Bonzi, bring back Norman Hunter, fucking friends. Yeah, yeah Billy Bremner, Ron Yeah, Adam. yeah, real players, yeah. yeah. yeah let's yeah, have no. that 70s lead team in there punching the shit out of everyone. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah Franny Lee and Norman Hunter. That's, That's TV it. gold. <laughs> Best punch up ever on a pitch. <laughs> That's right. Love it. <laughs> yeah, fuck that, man. Fucking hell. Anyway, we're going to let you boys go and get your yeah. dinner. Yeah, lovely. Nah, it's been a much. pleasure, gentlemen. Let's do it again. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we will. When yeah, you get pleasure. your album thank out, Thank you then. very much for giving up your time as well on Saturday. Yeah. It's great stuff. Thank oh, you. Thank you, guys. Oh, thanks for coming right. on. But let us know when your album's coming out then and then uh, we'll get you back on. Definitely. And it'd be good to see how your, um, your stand-up goes, Jeff, as well. We'll have a chat about that as well. Yeah, definitely. Thanks very much. That'd be cool. And uh, just by Mix there, if I just ask him because I ain't been ringing him, you got that 30 quid you owe me. Your memory's going, it was 40 quid. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks yeah, for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for your yeah, time. Gentlemen.
Brilliant. Thanks, it's been a blast. Cheers, guys. It's nice it's to have a rant. It's nice to have a rant with some guests. <laughs> Bye. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Ta-da. Ta-da. Bye. That was a laugh, wasn't it? There you go. That yeah, was that was a great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good laugh. I mean, obviously, I, I don't know so much about the music because I'm I'm a bit younger again, so I, I sort of missed the punk music, really. Um, but, um, yeah, they were a good laugh, really good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was good fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a couple of geezers that can rant more than me. Yeah, that's it. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Especially when Jeff said it's great. Can we come on again? It's good therapy. <laughs> Brilliant. That <laughs> was a good fellow. Enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm glad he managed to get on actually because he was quite yeah. funny. Yeah, he was a really funny guy. I, I bet his stand up shows are going to be a great laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, he says he's doing five or six. Yeah, five. Uh... Any over your way, Dave? I don't think so. I think um, they were. Up north and down south of England, I think, for the sounds of it. But so I'm sure he said one in Dundee as well, in Scotland, I think. I'm sure he said Dundee. So oh, right, okay. uh, maybe again over the dragonfly. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know, do you? No. Well, yeah, that's it. Probably get, get, the... probably get quite a, quite a good crowd in there, to be honest. Mm. If you could get him in there. Yeah, I don't know what he'll charge, but maybe some of they've never done before because it tends to be more music. I think they've had like a poetry night in there, okay. right? but I don't think they've ever had a stand up. Uh, well, it's not stand up really, it's, an, it's more yeah, it's an, an audience with, with, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I've never been to one of those, and I, I quite like to check one of those out, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I mean, I reckon this would be a laugh. Yeah, I reckon so. Actually, yeah, the, the, the interaction at the end, I think, would be. Pretty chaotic. I think that'd be a good crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, amazing. Like football or something. That'd be good fun. <laughs> yeah, they were good guys, man. I was, yeah. uh, was quite surprised. Mm. I'm not really surprised that they were good guys, but surprised how the podcast went actually. So. Mm. Yeah, it was good fun. It was good. Yeah. All right, mate. I'll let you crack on and get off and watch the football. That's a bit of yeah. a giveaway, really, of when this podcast is being recorded. But yeah, let's get uh, not to worry. Self sorted. But like I said, we're losing 1-0, are we? Yeah, we're 1-0 down. So hopefully we can have a bit of bail magic because he hasn't given us any so far. And um, He never does, mate. He, 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 I've seen him I've seen him play live. And the guy, when he was when he was at his best, he was frighteningly quick and dynamite. The guy was amazing. He, he undone so many teams on his own. Yeah, well, that was like 10 years ago. It was a while ago, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, Oh, fuck, we're 2-0 down. <laughs> oh, well, we're not playing fucking Holland in the final, uh, in the quarterfinal. No, we're not, no. We're 2-0 so, down. Unless we turn it around now, all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. take oh, bail yeah. off and bring somebody else on. Give someone else a chance. Yeah. Never mind. We had a good run. All right, then. Yeah. Like you said, uh, like Mick, or like Jeff said, actually, for a, for a small country, we've done pretty well. Just to qualify, I think was was um, is an achievement for Wales. You know, it's um, same as Scotland. Really, it's not our first sport. And like Jeff said, you know, we 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 haven't got a premier team really. You know, Cardiff and Swansea are our highest teams, and they're um, they're in the 
championship league. So, you know, for us to qualify alone is, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. It's been good for me because I've been able to cheer somebody on for a change. So it's been nice. Yeah. Okay. All right, mate. Well, yeah. I'll let you get off. Yeah, I'll keep my keep my hat on with pride, even though we're two 0 down, and well, I'm looking to spur the know, boys on. They might turn it around now. You got your hat on. That's right. That's what it's all about. You never know. All right, then, mate. Take it easy. On. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that. That's Ta-da. better. Ta-da.